Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. When I saw the book, Barry, I was so excited because I'm obviously in Kinsale nearly every second day in the mm-hmm. summer. Mm-hmm. And I've seen you up and down the pier and around the streets down through the years as well as of course you've been a historical visitor to my school sure, I've seen you taking like it must be thousands of visitors mm, mm. all over the town at this stage down yeah. through the years yeah. and I'd say you're still discovering new things about the town oh definitely yeah and you know Elmarie where I learn a lot from those people you know seeing Ireland and can sail through visitors eyes is really amazing and refreshing for me and also the connections we have worldwide yeah you know I was talking there a few summers ago to a group about the Methodist connection here you know John and Charles Wesley preached here on eight separate occasions and little did I know in the group was one of the foremost uh, international experts on John Wesley so no we way. got in touch then he's been Wither- Witherington and he lives in, in the US and we got in touch and he helped me with the Wesley chapter in the book you know no we're not outside a Wesleyan church no. we're here with the leaves of the trees lost, rustling all around us mm-hmm. on the grounds mm-hmm. of St. Molto's sure practically the oldest standing structure and conceal that's still in continuous use yes, since yes. the 6th century yes, or on if, the site at yes. least yes if, if Kinsale was a let's say a tree cut down with all the rings of the tree yeah. we'd be now standing right in the central ring because this is where it all began in the 6th century like you said like most Irish towns Kinsale began as a sort of monastic site when St Maltos brought Christian teachings here built a small little church something like the Galerus Oratory you'll see out in Dingle you know only about a hundred years or so after St. Patrick yeah yeah right yeah we, we always remember the date from school you know yeah. when I was in the convent taught by the Sisters of Mercy yeah. they used to help us remember the date 5.45 or a quarter to 6 yeah. you know the time <laughs> there you go yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, from here then the town developed because shortly after the, you know the church was built a settlement developed around that of about roughly 200 households mm-hmm. And it kind of, you couldn't say a full big monastery now, but, you know, a farm, fishing down in the harbour and in the river and the settlement of the real, what became the town of Kinsale developed from that. I love seeing visitors come back to chat to me, having been in St. Molto's, and they're really fascinated with its history. And one of the things, of course, people mm-hmm. can see is the stained glass window of the saint himself, because yeah. he, he had a hand in the building of the place yeah, uh, some, physically. But I love the fact that you mentioned that. You learn so much about Kinsale still from visitors who come mm-hmm. and interact with you because mm-hmm. that was something that resonated with him even then and you articulated in the book, wasn't it? He, he gained so much from people from the outside who oh, came in. Good he point. Kinda, That's he a very positive way of putting it, didn't yeah. he? <laughs> yeah, he did. He, uh, well, it's kind of a legend, as you know, like St. Patrick <laughs> with the snakes, we have St. Maltos and his curse yeah. because the story goes that nobody helped him build his little church here. 
So when he finished, he looked down over the town. He had to bring in outside labour. And when he finished, he looked down over the town and he, he put the curse <laughs> on Kinsale that nobody born here would prosper without the help of outsiders. Yeah. And some say that's why, why we are so dependent on now, the people of West Cork and Cork City. Uh, but, you know, further afield, we're more dependent on what goes on in New York and Canada yeah. than yeah. what goes on in Dublin, to be honest, because Kinsale is a big tourist town. You describe that so well in the book, I have to say, um, because you go back not just through the Battle of Kinsale and the history there, not just back to St. Multo's, you actually go back to the shifting of tectonic plates and yeah, the formation true. of Kinsale, yeah. because I suppose it's, its structure, its placement, its salt and freshwater location and all that sort of thing all had a bearing on the type of port that it became. Good point. And, and as a result of it being that port, yeah, yeah. that's what drew this incredible catalogue of characters and stories that you articulate in the book. Wow, I should have got you to write the foreword for the book, you know, because uh, you put you it so well. You have that for free now, Barry, you for free. And even that brings the name, you know, the name Kinsale, like Kinsale in Dublin. Yeah. Kin- Toiler, the head of the sea where salt mm-hmm. and fresh water meet. But formed, like you said, when, uh, you know, when Ireland was down, you know, down closer to Australia than where it is today, uh, yeah. you know, it was formed by tectonic plates hitting. And that today is why the three great rivers of County Cork, the, the Blackwater, the Lee and the Bandon, all flow from west to east because there's where the plates folded. And just before the reaching the sea, they all take a sharp bend to the south. That's right, yeah. Just because of the chaos of the formation and the movement of glaciers. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's uh, interesting. And here it creates a sh- horseshoe-shaped bend and an ideal sheltered inner harbour. I love to describe Kinsale as you're like when you're in the town centre, like sitting in the palm, nestled in the palm of a hand, with high ground up around you and even high ground out towards the sea as the bend of that horseshoe curves out. So ideal for sailing ships. Really, really perfect. A perfect harbour, technically. Kinsale caused quite a lot of excitement this week because there was the publication of a photograph online as well mm-hmm. of the steps which have been painted to tell the story of Van Bonny and straight away and I was joining in of course there was like mm, she wasn't born in Kinsale but I mean like she's one of the most colourful characters associated with the area and it always baffled me that there isn't a statue of her in the town or a statue of her at the mouth of Cork Harbour or you know something to kind of commemorate this real life pirate of the Caribbean and her story it really really always intrigued me that it wasn't more widely taught all around Cork It's an incredible story picked up even by Walt Disney in modern times with the Pirates of the Caribbean movies you know and here, yeah, it's the talk of the town right now, you know, because <laughs> yeah. it became the, fo- the focus, uh, the, the inspiration for a street, street art mural on the stony steps. And everyone in Kinsale knows how many steps they are on the stony steps, because those steps led us up to school, up and down to the convent. And of course, they were called the stony steps because originally they were carved out of stone on the shale valley uh, slope. And uh, today, concrete now, of course, you know. And Kinsale's known for its bright colours. So they've brightened up the steps and put up this mural. And the brightest character from our history, you could say, was Anne Bonny. Born, we know from the history, born in a town near Cork. But we claimed her, uh, local legend has it, that she is born out near the old head of Kinsale in a place called Bullens Bay, around 1700. Her life quite exciting. When she was six, her family left Ireland, and she grew up in Charleston, South Carolina. And there, as we say, fell in with bad company. (laughs) She fell in love with a criminal, married him, eloped, off to a place called New Providence, an island in the Caribbean, famous for its pirates. And amongst the pirates, she rubbed shoulders with their Blackbeard. I any, know, amazing, Any, any uh, ten-year-old will tell you all about Blackbeard. But anyhow, on, on that island, 
Anne Bonny, even though married, fell in love with a pirate, Jack Rackham, an English pirate. And she, you could think of it this way, she upgraded from the criminal to <laughs> yeah. the pirate. She dropped her husband and sailed into a life of piracy and became a real-life female pirate of the Caribbean. But unfortunately for her and Jack, the entire crew were captured by English troops, taken to Port Royal in Jamaica and put on trial. And that trial became a sensation back in Europe because there was revealed a woman in a man's world. And not only any, any man's world, but a pirate's world. As the sentence was about to be passed for piracy, which is, of course, execution by hanging, they were all sentenced automatically to this. Anne stepped forward and begged the judge for mercy, claiming revealing she was a woman and claiming to be pregnant with Jack's child. So the judge fell for the story, put her into prison and executed all the males. And the one reason we remember her is from a book called A History of the Most Notorious Pirates. And why that was written about her was because of what she said to Jack on the morning of his execution. Now, I want listeners to really tune into this. This is one of the best zingers of a line that a woman ever spat at a man whom she felt let down by. Oh, it was wicked. Barry? You put it well, yeah. She, she did feel let down because she felt that Jack and the other pirates should have fought harder to resist capture. So when he came to our prison bars to say goodbye, he was expecting something romantic. Yeah. You know, he's just going to be executed. He'd expect something, I love you, I miss you, a great pirate. Instead, her last words to him were these. She said, Jack, I hate to see you in trouble. But if you had fought like a man, you wouldn't have to hang like a dog today. I know. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> I know. I don't, want to spoil, down, I don't want to spoil all of that story because, you know, her story is bound up also with Mary Reed, who also sailed with Jack Rackham as well, wasn't it? And, like, incredible to have these women. Like, a woman on a boat, never mind to be, you know, fighting as fierce sure. as uh, the other pirates. This, the street art today, you know? Because yeah. on the mural behind her, on the stony steps, is the message... Well-behaved women seldom make history. And that message has proved, I suppose, you could, what would you call it? Provocative art. Yeah. It stirred up a conversation. Yeah, you know? which is fantastic. You know, the steps up to the convent, you know, were they well-behaved yes. ma- women who made history? <laughs> and, you know, and Bonnie at the base of the steps, where a lot of us, you know, uh, smoked our first cigarettes on the way to school. <laughs> yeah. I, I still remember the time I was caught smoking there by the, by the nuns. And myself and my friend used to joke, they became the sisters without mercy. <laughs> and we became ex-smokers quickly, oh. I'll tell you. You know what? You also talk about that convent, though, in terms of the influence and the other convents that were set up and established as a result of the base being here in Kinsale and throughout West Cork. And so you've covered all of that. And here's hoping that Cork will come around and erect a statue of Anne Bonnie. We have a statue of Annie Moore. We should have a statue of Anne Bonny, 100%. Oh, but it's not the only exotic tale. I mean, like, listen, Barry, for goodness sakes, I'm, we, you could normally take people around the town for a whole morning mm-hmm. telling them about the background behind all the intriguing landmarks like Desmond Castle. And of course, there's Charles Fort and mm-hmm. its stunning location and its military history and the White Lady and all of that sort of thing. You're never um, stuck for a story. No, you're never. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. And and the beauty of it as well is, the, you know, because I've been guiding here over 15 years, and you might say, does it get stale, the material? No, because, you know, for example, when I was writing the book, obviously I researched quite a lot, and you discover more and more yeah. stories. I'll tell you why. Because the records of the ships that sailed through here mm. are not in Irish museums or records. They're in British collections, in, British, in the British Museum, and British collections of letters. Because Kinsale for so many centuries was under English rule from, from you know, Anglo-Norman times. And especially after the Battle of Kinsale, once the forts were built, 
this became one of the most fortified English harbours in the world. It was such and a base for exploring, but also one of the last docking and restocking ports for all the privateering that went on. I mean, the sure. amount of that that you have discovered um, yeah. and catalogued in the book is Sure, because, you know, huge. the forts, like Charles Fort is magnificent to visit. And it's free. All the summer now it's free. So, you know, please come That's right, all the OPW sites are yeah. free for the summer. Yeah, and you can wander around and explore the starship. And the sheer scale of the fort really impresses people when they step inside the doorway, you know? And those forts were almost like the nuclear weapons of their time, in the fact that they were seldom, if ever, used. See, if an enemy of England poked its nose into the outer bay and saw the 100 cannons from Charles Fort facing them, they just wouldn't even attempt to take the harbour. So you might say, why were those forts maintained? Well, you touched on it there, Elmarie. It was to protect the trade, English trade passing. Because as the British Empire rose in power all across the globe, Kinsale was right in the windward path, you know, uh, from from England uh, heading westward, but also especially for the the privateers with their treasure coming back. This was the first heavily fortified, safe base. And once they dropped anchor here, their treasure was as good as home. Like you've said, of course, it's only 250 miles to Bristol Mm -hmm. from here by sea. Two days sailing. Two days sail, yeah. And like, of course... Even 500 years ago, two days. Before Columbus ever sailed, Kinsale was almost seen as World's End. That's why there is a place in Kinsale called World's sure, End. I mean, I loved discovering all of these things the in your book. Names, and the place yeah. names lovely here. You, got, you can do a walk from Castle Park through World's End, up Piper's Hill, around Compass Hill, then uh, down Winter's Hill, along Butcher's Row. Aren't the names evocative, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, down Chairman's Lane, and remember the chairman. Which, which I always thought was because of some chairman of a committee or a council or whatever, but... Mm-hmm. I was amazed when I read about why it's actually called Chairman's Lane. Yeah, the chairmen were employed by the castle, Desmond Castle, which was the customs house. Yeah. And their job was to go down, uh, meet and greet the wealthy merchants from, on the ships, step on their ships and, and carry them in a sedan chair <laughs> from, from the ship without yeah. touching ground all the way up to the customs house. The best example of the modern day saying, by the way, Elmarie, yeah. always read the job description before you sign the contract. Because <laughs> you think being a chairman, you're going to be the mayor of the town. Instead, you're carrying these uh, these merchants around. I don't even want to spoil people's enjoyment of the book or indeed the pleasure of them saying this summer we will come to Kinsale and do the walking tour of Kinsale with Barry Maloney. Um, because you have covered things and they will discover what is the story and the connection with Robinson Crusoe, the real yeah, life Robinson yeah, yeah. Crusoe and what's his connection mm-hmm. here in Kinsale. And, you know, you discuss everything that happened around the time of the famine here and the building of the bridge across the River Bandon mm-hmm. and and so much more that, that's here in the book. It really Thank is you, the uh, most gorgeous and Just right connection. now we're kind of in the transition, like like the whole of the world really, you know. I'm just getting back on my feet with the walking tour. So at the moment, yes. I'm offering private tours. So, okay. for example, just after meeting you, I go down and meet a guy. He lived in Spain for years. He's from, he's from Dublin, lived in Spain for years, and he's really, really interested in the Battle of Kinsale. So I'm going to do a private tailored tour for him, focused on on the battle itself. So if people want to do that this summer, and say take their family around and do something like that, mm-hmm. how will they get in contact with you? Oh, contest. sure. They, they can text me at uh, my phone number is 87 731 or through our website, order the book, or contact uh, myself. Our website is Historic Stroll Can Sail. Historic d- Stroll Can Sail. Our tour suits, suits everyone. It's a stroll, you know. Uh, and can sail. my so kind much, of history. <laughs> the, uh, there's so much history so close by, you know, in the narrow streets. And the, the feel of Kinsale is uh, it's, it's, it's kind of unique in the architecture as well because of the English influence. 
with the Georgian doorways, the bay windows, and slate frontage. A feature you'll see all throughout Kinsale. It was a damp proofing yes. way of proofing, uh, not just the slating the roof of your house, but the front of your house. And that tradition came to us from Cornwall and Devon in England. So people from Cornwall, when they come here, Kinsale reminds them of home. Or have you ever seen the TV show uh, Doc Martin? Yes, funnily enough, it was only the other day uh-huh. a friend of mine was talking about Cornwall and about that show. Yeah, and the background there reminds Similar. me of Kinsale every time yeah. I see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't even have time because it's a whole programme in itself to talk about the McCarthy brothers, you know, mm-hmm. at least, and thankfully, they are commemorated with statues on the pier. Sure. But, you know, I can't recommend the book highly enough. Thank you, I'm please. so familiar with a lot of things in Kinsale, but it is a joy, an utter joy, to read more in depth the background to them and have a collection I think it's one thing I think you go on a tour a walking tour with somebody and having a tour with somebody like yourself really inspires you and brings a history to life but then you go away afterwards and you think oh what does he say about that and that's where the book is a brilliant companion I think to it as well but even as a standalone publication it's something really to be proud of so congratulations on it Barry Thanks it's so a much, lifetime Elby. of work I Thanks imagine so and it means a lot to hear, hear feedback from readers like yourself that means everything because it was my dream as a youngster I loved books when uh-huh. I was very young and my, my seven year old boy is the same he's reading Harry Potter we read it tonight yeah. every night before uh, going to bed you know but um, it was my dream I always loved books so it was my dream to write a book and when the lockdown happened I said there you go there's my lockdown project you know and it's come to fruition now and the tours are quiet at the moment so the local response to the book has been amazing you know so many locals interested in the more depth and to have it on your bookshelf you see and just browse through it and it's slim it's not a tome it's so accessible and each section is a a module so each section of it has a start a middle and end you know because when I learned history at school it seemed to be for me as a youngster date after date after date there was no there's nowhere to start or to end a story. So it's story-based. It's uh, chronicles, I like to describe them as. Chronicles from our history, and you can dip into them. They're all in, in order, but you can dip in and dip out and uh, you know, find yourself swept away. I have another idea for another book. I'll keep that under my hat, but uh, I'll let you know. And the hat indeed is famous. People will recognise you on the streets with the hat as well. Barry Maloney, thanks a million. Thanks, Elmarie. Thanks so much. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.